podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. It's Bill, and you're tuned in to episode number 77 of Three Questions and a Song. Um, if I seem like I can't speak tonight, it is because this is about hour number four that I'm going to be live on the air tonight. Um, I was just on XRP Friendly Fire. If you're not familiar with that, it's xrpradio.co.uk. Um, you can go there and find out what that's all about. Um, with me tonight for episode number 77 is Seven Mile Run. Uh, they should be ready. How are you guys doing? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. We're doing real We're good. Great. There they are. Um, so next to me on – I always <laughs> – over there is a picture of them on stage. Where are you guys playing at in that picture? We, we were playing. We opened up for Confederate Railroad up in Greenville, Pennsylvania last October and had a great time with those guys. A bunch of just really good down-home musicians that were very friendly with us. We just had a blast with them. That was uh, last October with the Confederate Railroad. Cool. Um, so before we get real far into this, um, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us what you do in the band. And uh, there are two of you that aren't with us, so you can mention them as well. Oh, I get to go first. This is Johnny Bodnar. I play the drums in the band. And Shevadoni, bass and vocals. Barry Little, I am lead and rhythm guitar player. And Greg Orr is also lead and rhythm guitar player, and he's missing today. I'm Brian Miller, lead vocals, rhythm guitar, and uh, keyboard, and like to throw a shout out to our fiddle player and harmony vocalist, John Powell. So first, I'm going to ask probably the only cliche question that I ever ask on my shows, and that's, where did the band name Seven Mile Run come from? It's actually a good question, that, and I like to answer that one. Um, this band actually has been a spinoff of a couple other bands that uh, that I had fronted. Um, the first one being Country Nights, which uh, we're from down around Indiana, Pennsylvania. And there's a little village that I grew up in outside of Indiana called Tonoma. And uh, it, it was known that when Country Nights were practicing and we had the doors open to the studio, the entire town could hear us practicing. And, you know, we still joke about it to this day. So um, carry over from that. My brother and I um, moved forward and we, we rolled into another band or I'm sorry, I rolled into another band and I called it uh, Brian Miller and Tonoma Road. So the band was called Tonoma Road. Um, and then when we reformed uh, more recently uh, to get Seven Mile Run, the road that Tonoma is on is called Tonoma Road and it's about seven miles from one end to the other. So gotcha. it just kind of worked out that uh, we could still pay a little homage to to our, our home village and uh, and still keep something in it that... Uh, was kind of intriguing to the the people that were uh, following us. When I first came in the band, I actually thought that the band's name came from Seven Mile Road, Run Road, going to Barry's house, because if you go to Barry's house to practice, you go on an adventure <laughs> of seven miles. <laughs> well, and then a lot of people think Seven Mile Run has something to do with um, a marathon or a jog or something like that. We get asked that a lot. Yeah, we don't run. <laughs> or, or run and shine. Yeah, we don't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. If this music thing doesn't pan out, we might be. Yeah, maybe then. <laughs> we'll probably have to run and shine just to go down the highway because we won't have gasoline. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't jinx me. 
I just got done telling you it's 49 miles one way. <laughs> oh my. Well, hit us up. We'll give you the alcohol to run. <laughs> Do you think my Camry could handle that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. A couple miles anyway. A few modifications, you'll be fine. I mean, my my dad's thirty one Ford with a nineteen fifty four Hemi in it probably could. Oh, yeah, there you go. that would that yeah, would be. You're gonna need a lot of it. <laughs> That's true. Seven mile run is about uh, four of these guys are very much into cars. I mean, well, I, I heard the the comment about looking for the Mustang. That's why. I yeah, they the have car. they have all kinds of heavy duty vehicles here. And we're we're sitting here getting ready and and. My father lives next door, and we have a GT500, and it, I heard it fire up, so I had to run out and just see what was going on. So my dad has that 31. He also has a 37 Ford two-door, T-U-D-O-R. Um, it has a small block 350 in it. Um, so it's a um, it's a coupe from 1937 that's about the size of a Volkswagen Bug and has a 350 in it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. that flies. Um, yeah. And then he also has a 1955 Ford Crown Victoria. Um, that one is mostly original. The other two, they are, he took whatever he liked from whatever vehicle he liked and made it work. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, for instance, the 37 has a small block 350 motor and a Ford Granada rear end. So the huh. drive shaft is custom made because half of it is Ford and half of it is Chevy. Yep. <laughs> Good information anyway. to know when you go to do uh, U-joints. <laughs> you got to make sure you're on the right end. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Barry's got a nice car. What's Barry have? I have a collector's edition um, Trans Am Firehawk. Nice. It's it's uh, that's something I wanted for a long time. and it It's came, sweet. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah it, it, it came up for sale, and I had to jump on it. So. Yeah. I, went, I went down and saw it at the car show, and I made the mistake of putting my fingerprint on it, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> There's so much wax and polish on it, you could jump on it. It wouldn't matter. My my parents, I say my parents because they, you know, they, the, the 37 is painted garage bucket green. Nice. And the reason it's called garage bucket green is because my mom pointed to a bucket in the garage and said, I think we should paint it that color. <laughs> <laughs> so it's garage bucket green. <laughs> That's cool. But um, they take those cars, the 37, they drove to California and back to, to Florida and back. And they drove it into Canada, put it on a ferry and took it to, um, I can't think of the name of it. New, New Finland, Canada. Huh. So it's literally been as far north as they could get it, as far south as they could get it, as far west as they could get it, and as far east as they could get it. <laughs> they drove it through through Death Valley. So oh. they drive theirs. <laughs> well, that's how you enjoy them. That's why we get them. Yep. yep. They could uh, come to our show up here in Marion Center. That's yeah, we have a car, a car cruise. Yeah, we have a car cruise. Um, that would be uh, last Friday in July this year. Our band will be playing, and uh, we always have a car show. It would be the 29th. I'm sorry. What's the 29th? It's getting to July. Yeah, I'm sorry. It will be the 29th. 
29th of July, we play from 7 to 8.30. There's a car show, and they give out prizes for the, you know, whoever votes the cars the best. and Fan favorite. Yeah, fan favorite. So, Marion Center, PA. I I will mention it to him. Yeah. Um, Love to see them. Generally, I'll I'll send you you guys a picture when we're off the air of all three of them. Cool. Um, (laughs) But um, generally, they they don't do shows. They do cruises. Difference is... It's cruises, they don't really give out prizes. It's just, you know, you walk around, check out the cars. Um, he used to do shows, and he used to win. He just doesn't like doing shows now. I don't really know uh, why. <laughs> it's like that um, around here in Indiana, too. There's more cruises and shows. Yeah, we call it a car show, but uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if they really do give out prizes. Do it, it uh, Marion Center would be more or less considered a cruise. A show has judges and there's oh, judging. Yeah, right, and they're right. judging. Other than, you know, and you have a all I obnoxious know, country band stand up there playing too. Good <laughs> bands and good funnel cakes. That's all I know. You know. <laughs> there you go. Um. Here we'll do another. We'll do a car question. So you're leaving a gig. You're packing all your stuff up. And there's a DeLorean sitting there with its door open <laughs> and a flux capacitor in it. <laughs> what time frame are you going back to and what band are you going to hang out with while you're there? Ooh, you're going to get answers now. Whoa. Yeah, you're, this, is, this is where your show turns into a three-hour show. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. Um, I don't know. I'm, my first thought was, you know, 1957. I'm going back to 1957. I'm going to share the stage with Elvis Presley. Nice. 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 I'll keep mine short and sweet. There you go, Barry. Well, I don't know. Um, (laughs) uh, Probably probably somewhere around the era that Eddie Van Halen got noticed. uh, I would, uh, that's 78, 80, somewhere in there. I don't know. So I'm not going back into ancient time but no we could probably ride together because i'll be like early 80s like around 82 yeah because that's when melon camp was really really big so i'd be hanging out with melon camp <laughs> i'm going to the Fillmore east and watching the almond brothers that's where I'm going. I, what year is that 18 18 <laughs> You walked right into that one. Sorry. I know. I know. I don't know if the DeLorean goes back that far. (laughs) Well, in Back to the Future 3, they did end up coming back in a train. That's right. That's right. Car broke down. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yep. Sorry. If you haven't seen it by now, I don't know what you're doing. Hey, I I too am under a rock sometimes, I guess. (laughs) Was that everybody? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, How about you, Bill? Oh. um, Well, see, this question, actually, I'll give you the story behind the question so you understand where it came from. Um, And my answer was the same. I was at a social studies because I used to teach social studies curriculum meeting. And one of the teachers said, I ask this question to my kids all the time. And it was, if you could go back to any time and, or yeah, to any time, and any event in the history of the world, where would you go and why? So I just, you know, <laughs> I doctored <Okay>. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, my answer would, is the same. I, I'd go to Woodstock. Oh, just okay. 
I, I, I don't know that I would stay the whole time. <laughs> Sarah, would you go for the music or uh, for, for the music or other other? Nope, nope, 100% for the music. Okay, don't eat the bad acid. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, I, I, I am the. <laughs> I, I am usually the DD, so. <laughs> yep. Um, we don't have one of those in this band. Oh. <laughs> That's because we don't drink. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Um, generally, actually, I couldn't even tell you the last time that I had to do it. Um, before my kids were born. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I go to Woodstock. You know, I, I'd like to see um, Hendrix play and, you know, just, I, I think it, there's so much that happened in that little field before it turned brutal. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. So I have this question. The first time I asked it was to a band called Diesel Beast. Um, clearly they're a folk band, right? Um, I was thinking that or Polka. Huh. Uh, they are from Denton, Texas, and um, they—I've actually named a question the Diesel Beast question, um, but the question was just—it was if you could play anywhere in the world, it doesn't have to be a venue; like it could be anywhere randomly. Um, where would you play, and what band would you play with? So, like, who would you open for? That'd be a tough one. Yeah, that's a, that's mm. the cherry on top there. Yeah, the venue I have no problem with because I've I've always wanted to stand in that six foot circle at the Grand Ole Opry, Opry? play on that stage. Yes, but the band, ooh, I don't know about that. There are so many good bands that I, I wouldn't want to cut anybody short. Ooh, probably have to be a legend like Willie Nelson or Dolly Parton, somebody like that. that well, I, not Dolly. I can't take Dolly. Really? I'm not, I'm not answering for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool if you're coming to the Opry with me. How about I say with Seven well, Mile Run would be a great band to play with. That. The Opry would be awesome. Well, well you know, your Seven Mile Run is opening for the other band. See? At the Grand Old Opry. Yeah. Yeah, one of those one of those traditional classic, you know, icons. Willie. Yeah, we could do Willie. Yeah, yeah Willie'd be a good time. Yeah, I go Red Rock. That one that comes up often when I ask this yeah, question. I'd go Red Rock, that'd be a great place to play. Yeah. I so, don't know what... did you ever watch Bluegrass Underground? I have not. They have a uh, it's a cavern that they have bands in, and it's not just bluegrass music. There, they've had any like just all kind of music there. Um, I'd probably want to go there sometime it's out in tennessee cool right together where are mm-hmm. you going i'm going to madison square gardens nice who's the, band? who's the band who's the band uh, <laughs> it's not country <laughs> yeah that's the only thing doesn't well, have to be <laughs> no oh, okay well one of my favorite bands would be rush so i would i would want to open for them at madison square Gardens since yeah. since they seem to they have sold that place out a million times back in the day. I could do that. And many live albums were made there. I saw them when they played the Stanley Theater. <laughs> twenty one twelve era. Twenty one twelve came out, nobody knew who they were, and they blew the doors off that place. And I was seven seats back from Miley Slifeson and just went, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. 
That's the answer to that question. All right. You want to know why it's called the Diesel Beast question? Sure. Other than the fact that that was the first band I asked. Their answer was they wanted to play at Stonehenge with Dio. Interesting. And so, Brian doesn't know who Dio is. He has a blank look on his face. Oh, oh, Brian. Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie James. Yeah. Ronnie James Dio. I was going to say, if you're going to Stonehenge and they didn't say yeah. they're going to open yeah. for Spinal Tap. <laughs> well, see, I figure the reason the reason that they picked Stonehenge was because they were hoping that it was there to bring Ronnie James Dio back. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's interesting. Oh no, those are shots fired there. Thinking I didn't know the answer to that. I'm going to throw one at you hey, here. You impressed me. Impressed. <laughs> All right. Um, this is a relatively new question to my line of questions. Um. Because you're a musician, what is the best pizza you've eaten, either going to a show, at a show, or after a show? Hmm. Best pizza? That's going to have to be on you guys because I... Because you're a drummer. I normally don't eat when I play. So he plays bare feet. I wouldn't be alive if if I was like Johnny. This is Barry talking. I have to eat 24-7. So... (laughs) <laughs> That's a tough one, especially around here. We have we have so many great places to to eat pizza from. I don't want to short anybody, but I mean, I'm a Bob's I'm a Bob's pizza fan. I'm from Indiana, so yeah. But he's talking about places we played. I know, but when we're when we're playing a lot of fairs, which we usually do, we play a lot of fairs. It's like everybody troops to the nearest pizza truck thing that's there. Right. Well, last yeah, that seems to be the best pizza. No, what's the one that uh, has the fried ones? You guys always run after all the time. Oh, you mean like Denny and Pearls? At That's the, it. At the fair? Denny and Pearls. And we got. Yeah. We've been. Where does paid. that rank? Uh, it's, it's up there because you guys usually flock to that one, no matter where they're at. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as far as venues, Alaska's up in, in Punxsie. 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 We play Punxsie. Yeah. We make sure we grab Alaska's pizza. It's pretty good stuff. Where the groundhog is in Punxsie. It <laughs> kind of depends on where they're at, I guess. There you go. We try to get the best pizza and ask somebody where, where can we get a good pizza and wherever that is, we'll just eat it. <laughs> yeah, or, or we just buy one for Barry because he's chewing on the seats in the vehicle. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's cool about that question, and you may not have realized it, you just mentioned different venues that you've played at and that people should check out their food. <laughs> oh, yep. yeah. oh, yeah. If you're in Pompey, you got to have Alaska's pizza. It's, it's, it's legendary of its own. Everybody that has ever come into Punxsie has been told, go to Alaska's, get Alaska's pizza. Um, okay. So this is the official build the scene question. I ask this on all my shows. Um, who is your Dave Grohl? And what I mean by that is who do you want to go up on stage with and play one of their original songs? Because you know, the Foo Fighters are known for pulling people out of the out of the crowd and saying, "Come up here and play with us." You want a band to pull us up out of this? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, who do you want to go up with and play one of their songs? Mine's pretty easy, Garth Brooks. Because generally, those there's going to be seventy five thousand to seven hundred fifty thousand people out there listening to it, and you know, I cut my teeth listening to his music, so I think he puts on a great show, and I, I think my show that we put on and, and the way I perform reflects a good bit of what he what he does on stage as well. So uh, yeah, Garth Brooks for me. I, I am a Garth fan. I'm, I'm going to say something you guys will probably think is a little sacrilegious, but I'm not a huge country fan. <laughs> um, 
but say, there's time left for you. There's time. But but <laughs> like the older safe. stuff, like Dolly and Willie and and um, you know the why can't I think what they were called? Um, Outlaw Chris, Country. Yeah, Chris Christopherson was in with. Yeah, the Highwaymen, that kind of stuff. I I really like that stuff. And then like Garth Brooks and Tim Allen, not Tim Allen. <laughs> He's funny too. Allen Jackson. Um, <laughs> Gary no. Allen. No. <laughs> but the, the like the newer stuff. I, I feel yeah, like the newer stuff is is more now. pop. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> call it cookie cutter country. Yeah. You know the the. It, I don't know. Nashville seems to be in a rut and the song that we're doing tonight is nowhere near a cookie cutter Nashville song. That's, um, we think that way. Garth is one that I would definitely, I would go see him live if I got the chance. Um, and then even before he did this, I was a fan, but then he covered a kiss song and that sealed it. (laughs) Yeah. I saw. I remember seeing Garth in the '80s play a Kiss song on Jay Leno. It was probably a Hard Luck Woman. That's what it was. Yep. yep. Yeah, he was a big fan. Or maybe late '80s, early '90s. I think that's when that was. That's. Um, he did it on an. <laughs> he did it on a tribute album that Kiss did for themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's Follow that. For our next album. They, they <laughs> make up one like that. Um, and the album was called Kiss My Ass. <laughs> but look that up. That almost has a country tinge to it there. It's, I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, if you're looking, trying to find it, the album cover has a family, like they look like they're from the 50s sitting down for dinner and they all have like suits and, and you know, they're dressed up, but then their faces have the kiss makeup on them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, I, I cut you off. Only one of you got the answer to that, right? We all answered. Yeah, we okay. Um, let's see. I don't sing, so <laughs> it would have to be drumming. But Who would you go oh, on stage with? Who would you go drum with? <laughs> I have no idea. That's It'd probably have to be something simple like ACDC, you know? Nice. <laughs> that way I could handle it, you know? Oh, come on. Listen to Johnny. <laughs> This guy's one of the most talented drummers you're ever going to want to see. You know, he's not flashy or anything like that, but John adds so much rhythm in his playing. Uh, I just, thanks. As a bass player, I I am in in sync with the guy. And Johnny covers a lot of Angie's uh, boo boos. Yeah. <laughs> I hit the when I make a wrong note, so Barry, don't yell at me. You know, but you know, playing with John Johnny Bodnar is very very blessed thing that I have right now. Yeah, hands down, hands down. Thanks, guy. Appreciate it. Yeah, you can pass later. All right. <laughs> That's fifteen That's, bucks you owe me. Oh, fifteen now. I thought it was ten, <laughs> man. <laughs> I um, I was playing some local music the other day. My son was in the room. Um, he's fourteen, and I, I always when when he likes something that I liked growing up or something that's similar, like sound wise. I get all excited. So we were listening to a song by um, a local band. They're called um, Low Life Drifters. Um, and they are a rockabilly band, but in their lyrics, they had a song or in the song Chasing the Devil. It says, um, 
that goes chill to my spine like um, Robert Johnson. <laughs> so I explained to him what that was about, and then I, we went on this YouTube um, dive where I was showing him different videos and different songs, and um, he's starting to get into like um, ACDC and Guns N' Roses and and stuff like that, which I think is great because that's what I grew up on. Yeah. But I, I tried to play. Have you guys ever heard of the band Scale? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so we'll be playing, we'll be playing Rock uh, Twenty Three. Oh yeah, Rock for Life. Yeah, Rock for Life Twenty Three. Yep. Uh, I think Scale's the last act. They are. Yeah, we were on from three to five or three, three to four or something. I don't, I can't remember exactly what day we're we're on that bill that day. Um. So if it's if it's that time of the day, it's it's going to be a Saturday. Yes, for sure. Um, I have been to, it is the 23rd year. I've been to, I think 19 of them. Um, you will meet me. I will have a camera in my hand. Um, and I will be front of the stage. You'll, you'll, you'll figure it out quickly when you're there. <laughs> cool. yeah, we're, looking, we're looking to have a good time there. Um, um, Barry's played there a bunch of times. I played there twice. Which uh, bands were you in when you played there? I played with Gary Burke, the third for three years. Okay. And we did that show twice. Yeah, yeah. This is Barry. Um, we we played Seven Mile Run. We played there before, and then and then I played with the Terry Lee Spencer band a couple times there. Okay, yeah. Terry Terry was in Super Zero with Matt and Steve. Um, that's going way back. So I've known Terry forever. Yeah, um, I played there with uh, Five Two One for three or four years. Okay. Yeah, it's a well known. So, so you guys probably have seen me, and we just didn't know each other. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, if you found a photo of one of those shows, I probably took it on the internet. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. cool. well, I think I think when Barry and I played there as uh, Tonoma Road, we stuck out like a sore thumb because yeah, it was, it was some pretty heavy metal, pretty heavy bands. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. here come all these country bumpkins in there and twanging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. <laughs> now, when I played with Terry, it was we we um um Terry's more of that outlaw, yep. like got that outlaw country vibe thing or whatever you want to call it, rebel rebel country thing going. So that kind of fit in with that festival a little more, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I I usually get him to play the um. I'm trying to remember the name of the song, but it's the theme song for the Dukes of Hazard, Ballad of. Yeah, we do. I that can't one. remember the name of it, but I've done that one. I should yeah, say. yeah, we just it, call it Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> it's the Ballad of something though, and I can never remember what. Ballad but... of something, yeah, it's Ballad of something. <laughs> Hazard, maybe I don't know. I don't I, remember the name. That and he <laughs> had a song that he did with Super Zero called Compromise, which he has since renamed. I used to try and get him to play that all the time too. Even when he was playing as a country act, <laughs> which is why it was redone because he had to, you know, port it over. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what he calls it now, but anyway, um, I actually used to do Terry's website at one point in time. So, okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. You know what? Let's let's talk about your song before. I just looked at how long we've been talking. Um. So you guys brought night to remember for me and it is not released yet is that correct 
Correct. So this and, is kind of like a coming out party for the track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was recorded a long time ago and, and released, but uh, it's been definitely freshened up and changed around and recorded with a new band and um, I think just a, a higher quality recording overall and um, kind of reflects what the band uh, sounds like now. Um, it's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, we're really pleased with we recorded at Tonic Studios there in uh, Pittsburgh. Um, you didn't happen to work with Lee there, did you? No, we worked with Doug. Dougie. Doug. Okay. Good guy. Good um, guy. So I know, well, I know of Sid Riggs, who works out of there, and then Lee Caruso Jr., who works out of there. Um, I've done some web work for Lee <laughs> and sort of for Sid, but I can't get into that right now. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you off the air if you ask. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. So, I, tell me either you know it's like MTV storytellers moment. Tell me something about the song. You can tell me what it's about or something that happened when you were re-recording it or you know just give me a story. You should tell them what you wrote the song about because yeah. if you listen to that song, there's another. Uh, painting so to speak in people's minds right see right and and <laughs> the, the the song was originally titled night to remember but it was spelled k-n-i-g-h-t because the song was written while i was in the band country nights which was spelled with a with a k as well so um that the idea behind the song was like you know i'm standing on stage up here playing and singing and hoping that either you know the love of my life will find me or a record company or somebody you know, anything, um, just hoping that somebody would hear me and, um, just kind of penned it out. And, and that's, that's when I wanted to be the country night to remember, not so much a night to remember. Um, so if you listen to the song with that in your mind, it, it changes a little bit of how it's, uh, you know, wh- how, it, how it uh, paints a picture. Well, hey, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a minute or three or four <laughs> and listen to seven mile run night to remember. Here I am traveling down this road alone Summer nights not too long ago Grab my guitar and I'm putting on a show I'm standing on the stage Somebody will hear My heart's been broken A couple hundred times Seems like they'll never see The end of the line And I know that there's only One thing I can do If I don't stop The things I do I'll never change I can't go
what it takes to be a one woman man and I know that I really, really just gotta try. I keep praying that they will come a day. So that was Seven Mile Run, Night to Remember, um, if you're just tuning in. Uh, some of the members are here with me tonight, um, and we've been chatting about various things, cars, um, DeLoreans. Um, we talked about different venues, pizza. You're going to have to go back and listen. <laughs> um, all right, so let's see. Let's start off with... Um, I had you guys check out Caleb Strauss, um, who is nothing like you genre-wise. And I asked you to come up with a question, and I know you're probably panicking now from what you asked me earlier. But um, what do you have any questions for Caleb? And keep in mind, he is in that like industrial metal band, but he's also an actor. He also um, is running a small indie record label. So there's lots of facets to him. Well, okay, sinus. <laughs> That's not a question. That's not a question. Well, you sign a country band there. That's a question. <laughs> well, um, myself, I'm. I said it before. I live under a rock, but uh, um, the the strong metal like that is is not my forte. So my question would be, um, obviously, I I, I can't. Uh, I know where I get my inspiration from to write country songs. So for, for that genre of music, just curious, where do you get your ins- inspiration from um, to get the lyric, to get the, you know, to get the melody, whatever it is you're laying down, where does that come from? Where does that, uh, that energy, where do you source it from? Cool. 
So this is why I call this the, the Chainmail Podcast as a nickname, because now you guys have to listen to the next episode to see what he says to what you had to say. Awesome. <laughs> I'm definitely curious to hear hear his answer to that. It, to me, that will reveal a lot about uh, about his, his writing process and you know, just tells me a lot about the artists themselves. That's you watched um, the collaboration he did as Death of Zenith. Um, he also has a band called MZNZ and um, a couple other ones that he's in. They're all similar in sound, though. Um, but uh, let's see, what can I ask you? Oh, I know this one's always fun. Um, I want to know about an embarrassing moment that happened on stage, but but you can't tell me something that you did that was embarrassing. You have to pick a different member in the band and tell me something they did that embarrassed you. <laughs> yeah, that that, ups it, that makes it harder. <laughs> and and it doesn't necessarily have to be in this band or in this lineup. It could be any band that you were in. It could be in this band or this lineup. Right. So, like, it could be in, in a different band you played in. Hmm. It's more fun if it's in this band. <laughs> uh, we were playing in 18-degree weather at oh. uh, February 2nd on stage. And that was without the wind blowing. When the wind, the wind blew, blowing. it was like 20 and below he, or something. And Greg is standing next to me with just you know a ton of clothes on, and his hands are just out there, and his feet are there. And he kept looking at me and saying, my feet are sticking to the pedal. I can't, can't pull my foot <laughs> off my pedal. Was it really embarrassing to the crowd or whatever? But it was funny between him and me because he just he get he gets stuck on his foot pedals. <laughs> he couldn't pull his foot <laughs> off pedals. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one that's the got only, one? Yeah. The <laughs> only time the only time that I really got embarrassed i'd have to say and god bless him for trying to play the bass was uh 521 was doing a show in uh indiana and the guy was sick and let's just say he had to go to the bathroom and didn't make it so (laughs) that was really embarrassing because it it kind of stopped the whole show (laughs) and uh that was basically it for the night you know (laughs) as they say Stuff happens, right? <laughs> Murphy's Law. <laughs> yeah, I really can't think of any any embarrassing moments like that. It's, no, there's, there's, there's not, not too, too many much in, that goes on with us. I don't We're think. pretty boring. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I'll forget lyrics or I'll I'll sing the same verse twice or something like that. That happens, but that's that's we just me. That's just me being song. dumb. That's not. We look a song past the set list, and then we're looking at each other. And yeah. what song did you say we're playing? Actually, uh, there I have one on myself. We we actually got the chance to open for Justin Moore in Indiana. Our and it was "Night to Remember" was the song. That's I right. was so freaking pumped! Like I, I get super excited to go do these opening acts, and we have just a ton of energy. We come out on stage, and like I look out in the audience, and like there's a decent amount of people right there at the stage, and I'm looking, and I see people and kids that I know, and kids that go to school with my kids, and I'm all excited about it, and. We're going through it, and I completely skipped the guitar solo and went right to the end of the song yeah. <laughs> on my own song that I wrote. <laughs> yeah, you did. And then at the end of the song, I finished the song, and I'm wondering why the whole band's looking at me like, you're an idiot. 
Because <laughs> I'm thinking I just went out and kicked some major can here, and nope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that. I was the one that I was the one that guitar solo who got ditched that night. There's like no love, no love. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I, I nailed that. I completely nailed that, Barry. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I went flying out front to do my guitar solo, and Brian starts singing. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> so, but I didn't have time to be embarrassed because it was the beginning right. of the show. We had to just keep hit the ground and keep rolling. That's right. And then I, one one with me, this is Barry, the guitar player. One with me, I'm, I'm just thinking that indirectly has other people involved in it was um, – was I, I did a lot of session work for, for a long time. And one of the bands that I played with was, was a, a teen band called Everlife, which they did move to Nashville and get some notoriety. And, and uh, they're from Shalocta, PA, Elderton, Shalocta area. And, and we were, we, I was with them, I don't know, it might have been 07, 09, somewhere in there, somewhere like that. And, uh, we were in Greensburg opening up for at a, ba- a band called Seventh Day Slumber. They're more like like uh, they're more the the I don't know, it sounded like a Creed or something like that. And uh, and and I had a spot in the show where I, I get this on I get this guitar solo in the middle of a song, and and I and I'm one of the guys who who um, twirls the guitar around my back. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I got that down pretty good, and after after putting my head stock and my guitar through a couple ceilings. Um, I finally figured out how to do it. And, uh, so it came up, I came up to my spot and I'm, I'm twirling my guitar and playing my solo and all excited. And I'm twirling it around my back and, uh, my strap locks break and, oh. and it goes flying across the stage and it hits my, all my other guitars that are on a stand. They not, they all fall over and, uh, they all hit the ground and, and if that, that's not real embarrassing, it but sort of sounds kind of but, expensive. The bad <laughs> thing about that night was that there was a, there was a Sony rep and there was another rep from a record company there to, to watch us and, and seventh day slumber. And they were sitting in the front row and I saw <laughs> them and I, I just looked at them. Like I just, you know, I, I, I mimed, you know, I, I mimed, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, after the show, they came up to me and they said, that was awesome. That was great. <laughs> meant <laughs> to, said, meant to. Yeah. They said, we loved it how your guitar came off. I'm like, well, that wasn't planned. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. So at that point in time, that's when Barry got hooked up with Tim Allen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to pretend that you guys didn't just go back to that mistake I made. (laughs) (laughs) I smiled immediately. I'm sure you saw it. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Um, How about one more question? And then we'll get a little bit of information about the band. And then I will let you guys head off into the evening. Um, Let's see. Uh, Oh. This is usually a tough question. Uh oh. If you were going to build a super band from the scene that you guys play in the most and manage it, who would you put in the band and why? And keep in mind that none of the people in your current band can be in that band. (laughs) So this is where you get a chance to tell me about other people that, that you think that my listeners should know about basically. 
Okay. Whew. Well, there's there's some names going through my head right now, but I'm trying to think of how I'd put this band together. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. Hmm, let's see. I start with Brad Paisley. Oh, you took mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, local, just more local. Yeah, local. Yeah, I was gonna local. say. I think he he's he's local. after local. Well, um, if if I can't have Johnny, then I want Keith Hawkins mm. on the drums. Wow. Do you know Keith? Keith, who lives in New Orleans right now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He drummed for me in uh, seven, uh, To Number Road. I didn't, yeah, I do know Keith. Um, he is a sometimes host of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Yes, he is. That's how I know him with yeah. Lillian, yeah. Lillian Lou. Boy's got some chops. <laughs> I have good. had... I've had him on this show and on the Pennsylvania Rock Show. Yeah, I put him at drums. Next. Mm. Yeah, that's only. I mean, yeah, got... we're we're getting there. We're getting there. Help me out, with bass players. I'm I'm going to throw Tony Lassick in there for is, saxophone is this, somewhere because Tony's a stud on on. Is bass, this on, uh, sax. collectively as a band that we'd be doing this, or each of us? Uh, you can do it either way. way. Either way. <laughs> I say collectively because his show is going to stop eventually, and we're still yeah, yeah, thinking. Yeah. How about Dave Minda for guitar? Anybody here know Dave Minda? I don't know the name from Salzburg. Dave Minda and a Fatback uh, Blues Band. Don't know. No. No. All right. Well, what's he playing? Guitar. A guitar. He's the guitar man. All right. Well, he's in then. I guess. <laughs> I, I would. I would want to. I would put either in on guitar. Um, Mark, Mark Vincek from Chris yeah. Higby yeah, or Chris good. Higby himself in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to throw, I'd have to throw Chris in there for sure. He'd be the vocalist then? Fiddle player. Fiddle, Fiddle player. Fiddle player. Uh, okay. Vocalist. That's, that's tough. Like, um, so you got, we got the drummer, we got uh, two guitar players. Who, did you say who's keyboard, somebody on bass? Yeah. I go with Johnny Keeley on keyboards. No, I go Johnny Keeley on keyboards. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a band with him once. Yeah, yeah him, him or uh, what band was he in? Well, he's been in all Miss Be- misbehaving. Misbehaving. He's in uh, uh, Killing Time now. Okay. Uh, he's playing country, if you can believe it. He's actually playing country. Well, he's hey. Years of playing Journey and Jovi and everything like that. Good keyboard player. My age, though, I don't know. You know, he's old. He was in a rock band with me a couple years yeah. ago, Double Exposure. Double Exposure, yeah. Um, vocals. I don't Jeez. know. Bill might know. Uh, the singer from Blackridge, Paul. Oh yeah, Paul yeah, Guarini. That'd be a good vocalist. Yeah, there you go. Showman, yeah. showman, and vocalist. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah. Kid from Blackridge is really runs around his bare feet everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Usually no shirt. Yeah. yeah. And that makes people come in and watch them. When I do it, people leave. <laughs> <laughs> you got your dad bod rocking though, dude. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Doubled up on the dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan hasn't met a quarter pounder he hasn't liked. That's right. <laughs> so would that be the whole band then? That'd no. be everybody then. Mm-hmm. Got two guitars, keyboard, vocalist. Got a fiddle player. Got Still guitar. Player. Charlie McVeigh. Still guitar. Yeah, there you go. Charlie. Do you know Charlie McVeigh? I do not. Ooh. What band? What band? Oh, well, he played with uh, 1170 for a long time. That was the house band at the Capitol Music Hall in Wheeling. Um, he kind of plays pickup now, but he is the, mm-hmm. the uh, what do you call him, the inventor, the 
mm-hmm. creator of the the B bender, string bender in guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His uh, we we actually got the chance to play with his father, Charlie McVeigh Sr. Um, through the Tri-State Country Music Association, um, and it, it was it was a great experience. Johnny, you may remember this too. We we were all a bunch of young guys, you know, twenty five or younger, and we walk into this uh, into this um, I don't know a pavilion. And there's all these guys that are 65, 70 plus. They're scooting up to the stage to play. And like, <laughs> we just got done rocking out and having a great time. And, you know, the, the demographic was definitely an older crowd and they liked us. It was all good. And we're like, okay, these guys are going to go up there. The dust is going to fall off them. And when they started playing, all of our jaws dropped because every one of them <laughs> was a master of their craft. And there wasn't one missed note and they were flying. And Charlie McVeigh Sr. sat down at that steel guitar and he was like lightning playing that thing. I mean, just absolute lightning. And it sounded so sweet that his son, Charlie McVeigh Jr., plays steel guitar. And um, he's phenomenal as well. I mean, it's it's just, it, it's something when you hear somebody can actually play one of those things the way they're needed to be played. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'd throw him in there for sure. And that band would kick butt no matter where it went. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That Keith Hawkins thing threw me. I didn't expect to hear his name. <laughs> Keith, oh yeah, man, we yeah, we have, we have some embarrassing yeah. stories about Keith. <laughs> Keith. Keith does not like Brahma bulls. I know that for a fact. <laughs> there you go. Keith now also you, does not like camping out in the wilderness. You got to tell the stories now. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's kind of going back to yeah, the other like, question, a but bull that we had our picture taken in front of. No, no, no. no, no those no, those no. are longhorns. These oh, are actual okay. like. These are riding bulls. We we played a rodeo up in uh, Titty Ute, PA, and and Keith's from Pittsburgh. He's from in the city. Like I think he was from White Oak is where he's from. Like not in, I call that in the city, but he was from Pittsburgh. And we're playing on this stage, and these bulls are right up next to the stage, like right behind the stage, and they are like fighting each other in the in the in the pens. A rodeo is going on. Yeah, there's a rodeo going on in front of us, and these bulls are back there and they, they get kind of frisky with each other every now and then and they're bucking each other and they're bouncing the stage. And Keith is like whipping his head around looking left and right because these bulls are fighting right behind him. <laughs> he was freaking out more yes. or less. Oh, he was definitely freaking out. Uh, but then uh, that night, like we, we had taken our camper up here and this is the funniest story that we took our camper there and my wife and I are staying in the camper and I, I don't know where everybody else went, but Keith and his, his wife um, had a tent. And they were they were gonna rough it. They're staying in this tent out there, and they're you know they're city folks staying in this tent. It was great. They went out and they're in this tent, and the very next morning, because um, we had to do two shows back to back, the next morning, unfortunately, a, a young young girl got hurt. She got thrown off of a horse on a trail ride, and life flight had to land. So the firemen come up and they're like, "Hey, you're gonna need to close up your awning and, and move your camper. Life flight's gonna land right here." Well, I guess sometime throughout the night, they'd left their, their cooler open or something like that. And some animals had got into it. So they were like fending off these raccoons and stuff all night. And just, it was a, it was a big to do. So they were dead tired. They're sleeping and they don't want to get up. Some of them like, guys, Hey, life lights land. You need to get up and move. They didn't listen. They they're like, they're out like a light. So life flight lands and they're still in their can in their tent. And they are getting the crap beat out of them because this thing's just flapping in the wind. I'm just completely <laughs> pounding them down. And, and I just remember some of the words and I can't say them on uh on the air here but i learned a few new words from keith that day and he was just like what the, what's I mean, he just going off on it i will never forget that <laughs> but yeah keith keith was a great time he's a great musician love playing with him shout out to you buddy <coughs> we hogging um all right so 
where where can the listeners find you guys online? You know, where where can they get your music? Where can they follow you and so forth? Well, we're trying to get everything connected to get it to our website as far as finding our music, but uh, www.7milerun.com. And you can, yeah, it's the number seven. Um, you can find us on Facebook as well. Instagram. Instagram. Do we have a Twitter account? No, but we have TikTok and that's <laughs> it. You have a microphone, you can tell them. We have TikTok also. Instagram, Facebook, website. There's a couple other things that we're going to have in the works coming up real soon that'll have uh, merchandising that people can order direct. Uh, we're really looking into that, uh, trying to get that ship shape. And also for uh, streaming, we're in the last steps of getting the streaming set up so that it'll be available on all platforms. Cool. And uh, what do you guys have coming up next? You mentioned the show on the 29th in Marion Center in July. What else do you have? Yeah, we actually kick off our season uh July or June 10th, we're going to be in Dubois, a community days. Then the 11th, we're at Pimatuming at the holiday campground. Then uh, June 17th, we're at, uh, we're in Black Lake at the Indiana County Firemen's Association. And then the 24th, we're at um, Thunder in the Valley. The 25th, we are at Crawford County Fairgrounds. So we have five or so. Fairgrounds is with the Kid Rock. Tribute uh, band. Tribute band. Yeah. So that ought to be exciting. Yeah. There you go. Country World. It's called The Rock Gathering. Uh, you can look it up on Facebook. It's also on our, our page there. I do believe it's listed on the website. But it's called The Gathering. Tickets are really cheap. Uh, there's going to be a fantastic party up there. That's up by where we opened up for uh, Confederate Railroad. So we're really looking, really looking forward to a good crowd up there. And we're looking for a good pizza shop up that way, too. That's right. See, so I like how that, that kind of took me back to the, you can do that. <laughs> July 4th. July 4th, we're at uh, Punxsie Festival. We are the last band in the Punxsie Festival again this year. Uh, Really looking forward to coming back there. And then uh, June 29th, we're in Mack Park. And you can check the Facebook page and website because we're booked the whole way to October. July 29th. July July 29th. Marion Center Park. Park. I'm sorry if I said June. It's a free concert at Marion Center in the park every Friday in in July. So um, we have various bands that come down to the to the park and play um oldies we have an elvis tribute artist we have um didn't you get billy and the neptunes for that too? billy and the neptunes will billy be there and the neptunes. Yep. if you haven't checked them out folks great rockabilly band i know a bunch of those guys in that band and they're they, you want to play some rockabilly some old elvis stuff some old really good old time music you're gonna like you're gonna like billy and the neptunes yep bring your lawn chair um i want to thank you guys for hanging out with me tonight Hey, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. I have to say it's probably one of the best interviews that I've I think we've had. Is I like uh, the uh, questions. Uh, what, how many of you've done? Thank one? you. <laughs> yeah, this is the, my favorite one. <laughs> no, we've done we've done quite a few, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really do enjoy the uh, the line of questions that you have. Yeah, make thank us you. all think. Um, I'm gonna have to take some Advil after this one, but uh, <laughs> I'll be okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, for those of you that are tuned in live, make sure you check out Three Questions as a Song on the 1st and 15th of each, each month. You can do that by going to buildthescene.com. I mentioned the Pennsylvania Rock Show a few times. That is every Friday, um, also at buildthescene.com. And finally, uh, earlier, I mentioned I was doing a live show earlier. That was Friendly Fire. That's once a month. Um, the Saturday, we do it on varies, so you have to pay attention. But that will also appear at buildthescene.com. Um, make sure to check out seven mile run by getting to seven mile run.com and, uh, 
we'll see you next time. Bye. See y'all. Thank you. This episode of Three Questions of a Song has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more on-site music from around the globe. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.